0: Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, as you're listening... Happy Christmas Eve, hopefully, if you're downloading it on the day that it's actually gone out. If not, happy Christmas Day, happy Boxing Day, or the Sunday 27th, whatever day that is, whatever you want to call that one. Or St. Stephen's Day is Boxing Day, I know, in certain areas in the world. Whatever day you're listening to this, welcome to the World Championship Daily. Day nine in the books. This is the second round concluded, and boy, oh boy, was it worth the wait for the end. The biggest upset of the tournament so far, in that the number four seed is out. That is where we will start in just a little bit. My name is Jada Theaton. hope you uh, have had a great day and uh, you're all set for the big day if you are celebrating Christmas of course. Joining me to sort some darts with you is the overlord of online darts, so our, our big boss Phil Bars uh, is joining us. It is, it is a special day because we've got barzy back on the pod and making his debut uh, the, the last person to make the debut, but certainly not the least person to make his debut, is Glenn Lavery. Glenn, we'll start with you, mate. Welcome to the World Championship Daily. Um, you picked a good day to come on, mate. What a day that was.
1: Oh, I did indeed. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, thanks for having me, guys. Um, delighted to make my debut. Um, yeah. What a day of darts. Well, what an evening of darts, really. Um, I think everyone obviously <laughs> thought the talking point might be us, but then, lo and behold, the next game and, and Jason Lowe, I mean... I'm sure we're going to talk about it more now, but what
0: a performance. (laughs) I love that about, I I thought you were actually going to do a sort of lo and behold sort of uh, pun there. I was quite enjoying that. Uh, PB. I I didn't even notice at the time, no. There you go. Uh, No pun intended. No pun intended. intended. Uh, PB, welcome back again as always, mate. Great to have you as part of the show as always. Uh, I presume now you're ready just to get get home and, and just have a little bit of relaxing time after nine straight days of mentalness.
2: Well, you, you you say that. However, it's the typical typical man thing to do. It's Christmas shopping day tomorrow, isn't it? So, you know what it's like. Can you get Christmas I mean,
0: shopping in the area that you're in?
2: Yeah, we're still tier two to a Boxing though, so it's all good for a few days. Oh, okay, fair enough. All
0: right, fair. Okay. Uh, well, that's always a bonus then. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so
2: you're doing Christmas shopping tomorrow.
3: Oh, I've been here night for ten days, so you know you can't beggars can't be choosers. It was it was darts or Christmas shopping, and you know what's, you know what's going to win. Let's
0: Correct. be fair. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. Well, we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you, uh, you know, quick on this one because uh, I appreciate you've got to get home. Uh, so let's do that. Glenn, uh, we'll start with you on this one. As you mentioned it there at the top of the show, uh, Jason Lowe. Uh, all I'll say on this one is that I was the only one on the, uh, on the preview show to say that we are dismissing Jason Lowe far too easily to here. I also admit that I picked Michael Smith to make the semi-finals, but I'm not going to say that because that doesn't help my cause here. But Jason Lowe <laughs> defeating Michael Smith by three sets to one, and it could have been a, it could have been three sets to nil. That was probably the best I've ever seen Jason Lowe play.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Jason would disagree with you there either. Um, mm. I mean, if you just look at the match just in terms of the legs won, the, leg, the, the sets that Jason Lowe won, he won three zip, three zip, three zip. Um, And the set that he lost, it was 3-2. So just in leg play, he won 11 out of the 14 legs. So if you're looking at that match blind and you don't know what the result was and you saw Michael Smith, um, fourth seed, Jason Lowe, tossing a coin to decide whether he um, enters Q school, and you're looking at the score, you think, oh, Michael Smith's done one there. But all credit to Jason Lowe. And I know... It's probably easy to say that Michael Smith didn't have his best game. Um, he was a bit out of sorts today, but all credit to Jason Lowe. He, well, it was the best performance of his career without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, I think And he now plays Devin Peterson. And I think judging on the, on the two games we've seen sort of tonight and yesterday from Devin Peterson, if, if they throw to form, I think Jason Lowe can go a bit further.
0: I'm with you all the way on this one. And and PB, we'll talk about Michael Smith a little bit more in detail in a second. But Jason Lowe there, his scoring was sensational. 8-140s, 7-180s, 19-ton pluses. Checkouts were a bit iffy, but did, did enough to win legs because he was so far ahead normally. I don't think Michael Smith... Yeah, okay. the doubling was off a little bit and he didn't quite get enough 180s. I don't think Smith played that badly. It wasn't an absolute tragedy of a performance, I don't think. I think Lowe just,
2: you just got to put your hand up and go, that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant I, I, work. I, I, first two sets, I disagree. First. Re- really? Yeah, yeah, I thought the first two sets, Michael Smith was, was well off. First set, I think he only had two darts, double the whole set in the, in the three yeah. legs, and that's very on Michael Smith like. Normally, he, he power scores. I think he got better. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Jason Lowe here because he did play extremely well. But see, about to say sorry, to uh, just interrupt that he won the second set in forty-three darts. But I don't think Michael Smith did play well. I, no, I'm not suggesting,
0: by the way, that Smith didn't play well. My point is that I don't think it was as a, as bad a performance as I've ever seen him play. I think, to be well, honest, well, I think he just, four,
2: 92 average for the first two sets isn't world number four material.
0: Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. There's, there's no doubt about that. But you've obviously we've all talked about how Michael is is the best player at the moment to not win a TV title. When are we gonna stop saying that and say that he won't ever win one? I mean, look, like you I say, won't
2: say. He'll
0: be, I know, but he's been at the top of he at the top of the game for at least another ten years, but. Do you think it's worth him now investing in mental psychology like Glenn Durant's done, like other players have done as well before them? Because so much of darts now is in the mind.
2: Yeah, no, look, I do. That, that I'll, I'll give you. I think he should book in, see someone. Um, it's worked wonders for Ronnie O'Sullivan, Glenn Durant, Devin Peterson to a degree. Um, they're all seeing it and they're all taking on whether it's a mental coach or a, a physical coach. You can't poach Michael Smith physically because when it's on his action is absolutely mint. But Mm. between the ears, yeah, I think I think maybe it's time to to look at something along those lines because once that's fixed, he will win multiple TV titles. And until the day he retires, I won't say otherwise. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I know definitely you won't know. But, Glenn, we'll come back to you on this one now. That section of the draw is blown wide open. The top seed is gone, and the second top seed is gone in the shape of Michael Smith and Rob Cross. And, look, you know, these are the players. One of these players will be in a PDC World Darts Championship semi-final: Jason Lowe, Devin Peterson, Gary Anderson, Menzel Sudovich, Dirk van Divenboder, Adam Hunt, Glenn Durrant, and Danny Baggish. If you'd have told me that at the start of the week, I'd have told you you were absolutely mental.
1: Yeah, it's um, certainly interesting. I think that, well, I know we'll talk about him in a bit, but if Gary Anderson can find his form of old, and I know he's had his troubles and things like that, but it's so wide open, you can see the Gary of old coming in and and pff, on his day, he should breeze through that quarter. But obviously, Glenn Durrant's still there. Um the way Dirk van Bode can power score and obviously he showed his nerves of still the other night against Rob Cross. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I could go through it the whole quarter and say this player's got a chance, that player's got a, a chance. Danny Baggish, there's another one. Um, very impressive him, um, especially, obviously, with the sort of turmoil that he's going through at the moment. So it's absolutely wide open. And if, like you did um, on the last pod, if you were to give me a fictional pound to to placing hmm. someone to come through that quarter, I, I think I'd pocket the pound
0: and I don't think I'd be able to <laughs> <the> conviction, really. <laughs> you don't get away with it that easily on this show. <laughs> Definitely not. But we will <laughs> hold fire on that to we'll talk about it a little bit later. Let's hear from Jason Lowe, the man who's put out the world number four seed. It is the biggest catcher of the World Darts Championship so far. Michael Smith out. And here is Jason Lowe speaking in his press
4: conference afterwards.
5: What have you just done, Jason?
4: I oh, know, yeah. Yeah. Uh... To be honest, how many people here thought I was going to do that? So, yeah, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm very happy with the result. I played tonight with no pressure whatsoever, because obviously I was the underdog. Michael was a clear favourite. So, yeah, I just thought I'll play my game tonight, and I'll see what happens.
5: We spoke after your first round win, in your debut as William at World Championship, yeah. and you said... I've not been playing very well since the whole COVID thing. I'm, I'm going to have to find something. Yeah. Where did you find it?
4: To be honest, if you noticed, when I played the first round, I was playing with a, a different shaped flight, and that wasn't suiting me. So I, I went back to my old-style flights, and earlier on in practice today, and I, it was going well. And I thought, yeah, it's going to be good tonight. Whether I win or lose, I'm going to play well.
5: What, what did it feel like in that game when... I mean, Michael Smith's a former finalist, people mm. have talked about him for years, inevitably going to be a world champion. Mm. One of the favourites for this. Mm. And you batter him, you take the first six legs, you're running away with
4: it. Yeah, uh, and to be honest, I was getting jittery towards the end, uh, but I could feel he was getting frustrated. And that, that made me you know, play even better, because I, I knew he was struggling. So, and that, that, that made me play better, so...
5: That's the thing about that, isn't it? Like you, hear, you hear a lot of the pundits say, oh, don't show weakness because your opponent will yeah. feed off it. Do you, yeah. you do feed off it, though.
4: Of course you do, yeah. I mean, I could hear get him getting frustrated. And it's something I don't do. You don't ever see me do emotion. But, you know, uh, I, he was, I mean, he was shouting a bit, and I, I thought, I've got you here.
5: Yeah. I mean, you say we don't see you do emotion. We've got a fist bump at the end. What's it going to take for you, Jason, to go sprinting across the stage shouting and yelling? You've got to win the whole thing.
4: Do I look like I sprint? <laughs> uh, yeah, when I win the final, then I'll start running around the stage. But I, I'm not an emotional guy. Uh, people say, "Why don't you smile?" But when I'm playing in my match, I'm, I'm, I, I get in a bubble, you know, and I, it's the concentration. I'm not miserable. I just look that way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm just concentrating. So,
5: when you turned up, well, look, we, we've seen you play world-class darts when well, mm. we have seen you on the tour. Obviously, more towards the start of the year and in previous years when you turned up and played on yeah. But when you turned up in the your w, did you think I've got a real chance of being in the post Christmas action year, even with all the players in your draw?
4: Of course, I think every player, it's in the mind. You know, if they're in a competition, they can win it. So, yeah, I, there's never any doubt in my mind that I can progress every round. I, I'm, I'm not here to make the numbers up. I feel as if I've got the game to go far. And I know I'm inexperienced, but I've got the game. And, and, and as I say, every round, I'll, I'll be the underdog, and that suits me.
5: Well, hang on, you say you're inexperienced. Yes, you're inexperienced in terms of big stage TV darts, yeah. certainly playing the William Hill World Championship, the biggest mm. one in the world. Mm. But, I mean, I've been told that there's been people in your ear for years now, come and give the PVC a go, come and give it a go, and you've just gone, yeah, I've, I've got all this stuff on.
4: I mean, I've been playing darts for 30 years, but when you come here it's not all about the darts, it's all about the pressure, holding your nerve, you know, it's, it's, it is an experience. Uh, and as I say, I've got, I've got the game, but and as you say, it's, it's, it's just getting your head right.
5: You've shown already that you've got a little bit more in the game, you've got
4: something Yeah, else. I'm not going to get excited. I'm in the next round now. So, yeah, one round at a time.
3: Well, congratulations, enjoy Christmas. Thank you. Jason, huge congratulations. Is this going to be the best Christmas day Of
4: course. My Christmas is going to be fantastic, knowing that I'm going to come back here. Fantastic.
3: i you talk on RTL, the fact that you still work full-time. Is mm. that an added bonus? Because it's not a pressure yeah, to earn money exactly. like, like some of the exactly. guys
4: out there. Exactly, 100%. I've not got to earn a penny at darts. All my bills are paid through my work. So I can win or lose. I just relax, play the darts. No pressure. And that suits me.
3: And then, obviously, looking ahead, Darren Pearson. Did you watch his last round game? Because
4: no. I don't. I don't even go there. Don't watch other matches. He can be playing fantastic or poorly. I'm not bothered. I shall just turn up on the night. Does
3: this make up for the disappointment of not beating Michael Van Gogh in at the UK Open as well?
4: Yeah, I mean, I lost what 10-9, and and to be honest, he wasn't at his best, so. But I took a massive positive, you know. Took the world number one to 10-9. So, yeah, things like that, great. If I'd have lost tonight against Michael, I was two sets up. If I'd have lost 3-2, I would have still took a positive, you know. So, The
3: fact that you've pushed the world number one, you've beaten the number four seed former finalist here. Mm. Does that give you the belief that you can break into that elite level of the sport? I
4: do, yeah. I've I've always said, if, the odd thing I found was getting through cube school. I've always said if I can get a tour card, I'll keep a tour card. But I really found Cube School very hard. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel yeah. I I feel as a top thirty two player, but I'm you know, I'm not gonna I've had a good win tonight, but I do feel as I could knock on the door at the top thirty two.
3: Well touching on keeping your tour card, tonight you are now in the top sixty four. Yeah. So, so yeah. that must oh, be a, a yeah. huge bonus as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've done that in the first year, so yeah, I can't complain.
3: Again, Rob Cross came here on debut and done the unthinkable. Yeah. Do you now believe you can emulate that?
4: Of course, it's in the back of my mind, but I'm not going to get too excited one round at a time. And if you start thinking that you're going to win something, that, that adds the pressure. So one round at a time. I'm enjoying it. I really am.
3: Jason, congratulations. Thank you. Christmas. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Jason, just on being in the top 64, it's, it's been a great achievement this year,
1: and looking ahead to next year, I know it's a long way away, but mm. it, it gives you a bit of a, a free roll, doesn't it?
4: Of course, year. yeah, it takes the pressure off, doesn't it? You know, uh, I've done in 12 months that I was aiming for in two years, so yeah, uh, and it is a pressure thing. Uh, the last thing you want to do is start looking at lists, and, and you know, when, when, when you've got to try and win at darts, so yeah, I'm really happy.
3: The West
1: Midlands has got a, a rich history with darts. We obviously the, the Grand Slam has been at the Civic Hall over the years, and, and obviously an oldest league. Yeah, putting Keith on the map. Well, it? yeah,
4: there's. Some, I mean, uh, from round by where I come from, there's some fantastic dart players. But yeah, uh, I'm just uh, so happy to, you know, to, I mean, it's it's the players that I play with that have been pushing me, mm. and uh, I think sometimes you do doubt yourself and it's it's the guys around me that have said, you know, go for it. So, yeah. Cheers for your time, thank you. Thank you you very much.
0: Moving on then, Phil, and let's talk about arguably what was going to be the headline of the day, Um, but then obviously the Smith, you know, uh, the low-beating Smith trumped that. In one of the best games of darts I've ever seen, you could not wish for anything more between Nathan Aspinall and Scott Waits. It had... Bucket bucket full of 180s, massive checkouts, went this way, that way, could catch hooked until the deciding leg. And in the end, the ASP shows why he is one of the top players in the world.
2: Agreed. However, I'm just putting it out there, White's bottled it.
0: Uh, Bottle's a strong word. Do I think that he missed chances? Yes, obviously. But there's no other way I can put it.
2: <laughs> the, one, the, 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 the one at tops, you can forgive because it's at the end of a combination. But the three clear at 10, coupled with how many did he miss against Aspinall in the players? Was it three or four? I'm sure it was in about 10?
0: four or five,
2: yeah. Um, the, when, when we started talking about multiple mismatched arts, then for me it goes down as the, the bottle bit. And his ringer went. It fell out in that last one. He played exceptionally well up until that. The one, two, five, well, like before, was magnificent. But it means nothing because he lost the match. Yes, it was a showpiece finish, but it only means something if he goes on to win. And ultimately, he blew it.
0: Yeah, a blow. It's fine. Absolutely, I'll give you that one hundred percent. I think, look, Glenn, I don't know what you think on this one in terms of bottling it. I'm not. I don't know personally. Um, but it was one hell of a comeback, but Waits at the start of the match, he, he was unplayable, averaging hundred and seven.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's part of the problem when you come to analyse this game. I think Waits started so well, and I think they said it in commentary that if this was go in price, Michael Van Gogh and Peter Wright doing that, you'd be whacked to lyrical. And and so you would be. I mean, a one oh seven average. He had a one oh eight average in the first um, in the first set, a one oh six in the second. Uh, phenomenal stats. So it's obviously, unless you are one of those sort of top, top players, it's obviously very, very difficult to maintain that form um, throughout the match. And I know it wasn't the longest format match, but um, I'd, he had four match starts. Whether you want yes. to say it comes down to bottle or not, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe, I think that's a, yeah, I don't think it, I would say it was a bit harsh to say bottled it, but certainly I think, All again, credit to Aspinall for for sticking in there for for not throwing in the towel. Um, I mean, there was I was making a few notes um on each match, obviously, ahead of this. You did prep for this show, Uh, (laughs) oh, prep for my having this. And there was only only one line that I actually highlighted with a green highlighter, um, and it just says weights one, two, five. That ball 25 ball obviously to go one away, to break and then go one away. I thought that's it. I thought we'd be talking about that finish um certainly tonight. Um and possibly for a bit longer in the tournament if weights was to get a bit further. But then he just yeah, he couldn't follow it up. Um yeah, so maybe yeah, I'm not saying Phil's wrong to say it's down to bottle, but again I'd Aspinall just dug in and he he wasn't going anywhere and he just basically he showed his class at the end of the day and he you persevered, and the, the sort of the grit that Scott Wait showed against Matt Campbell, Matt, uh, Nathan Aspinall just sort of turned it around. and went, "Yeah, I've got a bit of that as well." And yeah, it was for me, it was a matter of the tournament, 100%
0: yeah I, I don't disagree there at this moment in time 100% i think this one in particular that fifth set was just mind boggling the 150 from nathan to kick us off in that first set with weights on 40 yeah, it's mental then scott goes and answers with a 100 and, with 180 straight away first dart but then people if you look at it he's missing darts for that second leg when he was miles ahead in the leg as well nathan missed a double 18 for a 110 because scott had missed two. Um, well I missed three prior to that so the, the signs were there if you look at it then obviously we talk about that magical one two five and look that that will go down as an absolutely amazing shot regardless of obviously what happened in the match but then like you say missing those four match darts just killed him but Nathan Aspinall he, I don't know what what is it about the world championships and Nathan Aspinall
2: look it's not just that could it be another Peter Wright no <laughs> No. Could it? no. 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 I, I, look. Do you know what? Sometimes, actually, we'll come, sometimes things are meant to be. Go back when Rob Cross won it. He won. Is match starts missed multiple times. Noel Malik. Then match starts missed early on. Sometimes some things are just meant to be. I'm not saying it will, but you never know. There's a pattern developing.
0: No, it's the God's honest truth because there are better players than him at the moment, and, and, and that's it. But
2: let's but hear from him. There were better players than Peter, than Peter Wright last year in times. There were certainly better players than Rob Cross when he won his. Rob Not, Cross had just Rob Cross had just absolutely smashed the pro tour, been pro tour number one but in that tournament. In that, Michael Smith was a better player than Rob Cross. Michael, Did you Michael see Van, Van
0: with a comeback as well.
2: Michael Van Gogh was a better player than Rob Cross in that tournament. But, sometimes, when your name's on it,
5: your name's on
0: it. Is the name going to be on it? Nathan Aspinall certainly thinks so. Because here he is in his press conference afterwards.
5: Times in that game, you're thinking, I'm going to lose this. Times in that game, you're thinking, I've got it. <laughs> How many times did it switch between the two? Because I lost track.
6: Yeah, it, it was it was a strange game. Tough game to play. Um, Scott was fantastic. Um, he put the pressure on me straight away from the start. Um... I walked off 2 0 down, and I saw what he was averaging as I walked off, which is probably a bad thing to do when you, you know, when you lose. he was averaging under an eight. He, he was playing fantastic. Um, all I could do was come back out, give it me all, um, try and put him under a bit of pressure, which could hopefully make him miss a few doubles, and that's what happened. Um, I, I never, I did believe I was out when I walked off at that break. I think I won the first leg. And I thought, right, come on, win this set against, against the throw um, and put him under pressure. And I put him under pressure and, well, I will not say he crumbled, but he, m- he missed opportunities. And, um, you know, luckily for me, <coughs> he did that and I got the result.
5: Designing set, I mean, you, you're banging a 150 and it looks like a match winner or a match saver. And then he hits back with a yeah. 125. I mean, the, what's going on in your head while that's happening?
6: Now that that's a class of of Scott Waits. Um you know the the rankings do not do Scott Waits justice. He's a two-time world champion. He's won the Grand Slam. Um, I know that he he's got absolute class, and he should have beat me last month at the Players Championship. So I took that one fifty out, give it some, uh, and he he followed it up with a one eighty to kick start of the leg and, and banged a one two five out to go one all. So fair play to him, um, but then after that. I don't know what happened, you know, the the gods were with me, uh, we started missing doubles and uh, I still had to hit them and I did hit them and I've won and I think you need you need a game like that sometimes, it's not nice to play in but I think I can kick on from that now, um, it's one of them where I believe that maybe I should have been out of the tournament, I'm still in the tournament, so... Let's, let's, let's continue and let's crack on. Well,
5: we've seen plenty of players in the past that have won really no in the World Championships, survived match starts or of scares. I mean, you've had it so, yourself against Gavin Price a couple of years back in your debut.
6: Yeah, definitely. I I always talk about that moment. If he hit that bull to beat me three sets to nil, would I have achieved what I've done over the last two years? Would I have been a, a Premier League runner-up? Honest to God, nah. It wouldn't have happened. And Things happen for a reason. That's what I believe. Um I think that he's missed them double because I'm going to become the world champion. Oh, I love <laughs> this Yeah, we hope, about. we hope. Come on, let's break like, well, You never know.
5: Yeah, why not? I mean, uh. Premier League, runner, you've already won major titles. The start of the year, certainly, everybody's talking about the big three. Van yeah. Gerwen, Wright, Price. The start of the year, you had a legitimate claim to be next in line in terms of best player in the world, didn't
6: you? Yeah, my phone before Covid was probably... I rated myself one of the best players in the world. I still rate myself one of the best players in the world, but certainly in that Elite Four Um, Colby's not been apart from the home tour Dan which I won that for you obviously (laughs) Um, but apart from that um, it's been a tough year for me Um, I love the fans Um, me, me, Gezi and Michael to be quite honest with you we we love the fans here they're not here and I've really struggled to be honest with you I've only been a professional for two years and still playing in front of fans is still an amazing buzz for me and kind of been taken away Um, but you know, I've, I've put the hours in the last probably three weeks, because I know I've been struggling. I have worked my off. Um, I've been doing six to eight hours a day. I've been up to Scotland to play with Andy Bolton, perhaps with Smithy. I've been putting the hours in, and, um, you know, OK, maybe I shouldn't have won that game tonight, but I kind of feel like that was my reward for putting so many hours in and dedication over the last three weeks.
5: You make your own luck. Well played. Enjoy Christmas. Cheers,
6: Dan, and you.
3: Matthew, congratulations. Just touching on what you said there about the fans. When we spoke to you at the players' championships, you were the most excited yeah. player, the announcement we'd have a thousand in there. How did you feel when that was crushed and it was going back behind
6: closed <laughs> I, doors? Guttered. Um fans make darts. Um, you know, us lads, we go there, we do our best, we, we try and entertain. Obviously there's more players that entertain than others. You know, I put myself in that category, me Gezie, we we give it some and it's pure emotion. Um the fans got t- kind of taken away from us and I was absolutely good, I couldn't believe it. Um, and it was... it The setup out there was mega. But I expected to come here with all the crowd and all the noise and everything and it was really, really hard. It was, it was really quiet out there. Um, but, you know, it is what it is and um, I'll try my best, whatever the conditions. Um am just happy that I'm playing darts. And, you know, if I come become the world champion on the 3rd of January I don't care whether it's 10,000 or just you there Phil I'm the world champion and that's all that matters
3: back to the game when he's got won three... one game <laughs> <laughs> when he's got three darts at tens yeah. the fact that he'd missed darts against you at the players were you thinking he might just miss this again here
6: I didn't think he'd miss um, but when he did miss I am thinking he's definitely thinking about that game because as a dart player you do think of past things that happened Um like I even two years on Smithy hit a double nine against me when I played him in the semis I think it was to go 4-3 up and be always the laughing, joking, talk about that double nine it's always in my head that he hit that double nine and that would in that match so on a different scale he missed them three darts he must have been thinking about them doubles and I knew that and I just thought kick off well in the last leg and uh, he, he will just crumble and he did and uh, darts is a lot of a lot of ability. You know, we put a lot of hours in, but when you get to a certain level, it's up there. And um, I think I won that game today because I'm I, honestly I'm, I'm really strong up there, and I think I just had that little bit extra.
3: Start of the match. You said when you looked at his average, he's having him near on 108. Do you think the fact that he's already played out there once? giving that quick
6: start over you, cause you didn't know what to expect out there? Um, no, we played a lot of events behind closed doors, um, but that was probably the quietest with regards to the artificial noise. It was so quiet, and I didn't expect it to be that quiet, but I spoke to a few players in the hotel, uh, Devon, um, well, Chizzy, when he walked off, about it, and um, I kind of knew what to expect to, to expect, but then when I walked out, I was like, wow, this is like even the walk-on was like so quiet, um, but I don't think it played a factor because we, we we played it for six months now behind closed doors and uh, we played so many games. Uh, I just think he just played a fantastic game at the start, and I, and I didn't.
3: Can you enjoy Christmas Day a little bit more now than what you could have done?
6: <laughs> well, I can, but I've got to cut dinner because obviously we're getting tested again when we come back. So normally I always go to my grandma's and she normally does the dinner and um, obviously with what's going on, I can't risk anything, so I wasn't actually going to go home, but I've got two two daughters, and I kind of said, right, we'll cut. I'll come home, but we're staying in the house, I'll cook dinner, uh, you're doing the pots, Kirsty, <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll enjoy dinner, and I'll come back up Boxing Day.
3: Last one, as a player, is that obviously heart versus head, obviously a young family, but how gutted would you be if you come back and then fail the test, is that... Like,
6: literally heart versus head yeah. to <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd be gutted uh, listen if, if we didn't get tested if if I stayed and I didn't get tested I would have took the, the sacrifice and stayed and my family support me and that was the decision that we decided on I spoke to uh, Graham Ferriss and he said you have to get tested anyway so we're going home we're staying in the house we're not seeing anyone um, yeah it is what it is this is my career doing this you know for my family to have a better life and they all know that they all support me and uh you know I'll come back and uh fingers crossed we don't fail.
3: Nathan pleasure as always thanks very much. Yeah. Nathan you say about looking at Scott's average after the second break. What did you say to yourself while you're
6: backstage? Um just just try and dig deep, try and try and keep throwing like he was. I knew I was playing okay. My scoring wasn't great. I think I walked off and I knew I'd not hit a one eight and I'm thinking, just try to look your scoring a bit, put me in a bit of pressure, and maybe he'll start missing doubles. And if he doesn't and he, and he, finishes, he finishes the game off, then fair play to him. He played a great game. Um, but I up my scoring, he missed the doubles, I won. And kind of everything that I panned out in my head when I walked off kind of happened. So I feel like I've got, you know, I feel like I've passed goal and collected my 200 quid and, you know, got kind of got another life. But... Uh, yeah, I've won and uh, I'm into the next round.
1: The last two two world championships have played a, a very big part in your career. Is it a little bit different this time around yeah. in terms of expectation? Obviously, everything's very
6: different now. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that think I'm going to do well. Um, for, for myself personally, I'm just going to. I love the fans. As I keep saying, I love the crowd. The louder, the better for me. You know, getting the Premier League last year was. Was a dream and walking out in front of 10,000 people going absolutely mental. You know I love. Um, so I'm treating this tournament. I'm, I'm I'm trying as hard as I can to try and get myself going, try and get the adrenaline pumping, um, and I want to win this title. Um, with fans or without fans, I'm there. I'm giving it 100%. Trying to get myself going, and uh, I got myself going at the end. Got myself going. Got the result. So happy days. Cheers for
1: your
5: time. Yeah.
0: That was an interesting line, PB. He was saying he missed those match starts because he's going to become world champion. We always talk about this, though, don't we? Don't say things like that, because if you go out next round, we saw Peter Wright happen like that in the slam. You make yourself look a bit of a plonker if you don't go and then reach a a final. I appreciate he's never locked, made the semi-finals at this event, but do you know what I mean? Just don't put any pressure on yourself.
2: Look, they all do it now, don't they? they? They all play the game a little bit. They all know what buttons to press, and... And that, but he might be right
0: I think Vincent van der Voort going to give him a very tough game in round three I, we'll come on to that I agree <laughs> we will come on to that I'm sure a little bit later on uh, Glenn let's talk about the third game of the day and uh, well <laughs> the third game of the afternoon session was mental again we're going bunting mental here between two players in Stephen Bunting and Andy Bolton that just put on a show no messing about no histrionics just good solid set play darts that the bullet comes through in the end 3-2 and what a way to do it by the way an 11 dart leg on throw no messing about from Bolton as well who left 81 after 9 that was just quality between the pair really really good scrap
1: yeah I mean you took the words right out of my mouth there I mean yes it's one thing to say how good Stephen Bunting was in that last leg I mean obviously to win any match on 11 darts is superb but the fact that his opponent was on 81 himself Shows how well Andy was playing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was quite a strange game. I thought. Obviously, they're really good mates, but I thought Bunting was very, very. I mean, the, it's easy to say, but the sets that he lost, I think the first set and the the fourth set, he was very, very poor. In I thought. Um, but then, on the flip side, the, the sets that he won, he was very, very good. So, um, if you have, obviously, if you have more good sets than bad sets, you're going to win matches. And um, I don't know how far Bunting will go. I I think he goes out next round. I think, I mean, I've tipped James Wade to get to the final, so I'm not going to change my mind on that. I think if Bunting can stick to the power scoring and and how well he played in the sets he won, um, then he can give James Wade a game. Of course he can. Um, But if he throws anywhere near... How he threw in the first and fourth sets, James Wade will pull him to pieces, I think. Um, but as a match, again, another really enjoyable match. Obviously, anyone that any match that goes to the deciding legs, obviously going to be exciting. Um, obviously, there was what cigarette paper between the two of them in the end. But
0: Absolutely. yeah, I, I,
1: as, as well as Bunting played in the in the sets that he won, I I, I think I do think
0: he leaves us uh, in the next round. Like, look, the 1 4 rate I thought pretty much changed the game there, really, because before then he'd had a. He didn't look particularly great. You know, Andy Bolton goes and pings a one two nine in the first set and an 11 data. And then obviously that 15 data with the 1 4 rate with Bolton on 36 PB, I thought just sort of kicked him into life a little bit there, the bullet. But it, it's it's imperative to get through because you then have a chance to go out again. And look, I'm, I'm with you here to an extent, Glenn. I think that he will make the semis before he loses to in Price. But, Phil, a big stepping stone for, for, for Stephen Butts because by that first trip to the World Championships, appreciate you obviously beat, met Michael Van Gogh in the last 16 last year, but of that first trip to the World Championships, he ain't,
3: he ain't had the
2: best of records at Ali Pali. No, he hasn't, but yeah, I'm still not convinced mm. about the throw. It just looks very false and snatchy at the moment to me, Like he's, like he's forcing him. When they're on, they're on, but look, I think James Wade's a bridge too far, the same as, same as most, um, but we'll hear from him in a minute, just by the tone of his voice, how pissed is he at the moment with the PDC, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have it right, you yes. can't hide the fact, you can't hide the tone of his voice, he's not a happy voice.
0: He certainly isn't. Uh, we won't be able to hear from it at the moment, actually, in the, in, on this one, because we just simply got so much still to talk about. But you can watch the interview right now, online Dance TV via YouTube. Uh, uh, like and subscribe uh, to that interview it is definitely a must-watch. There'll also be a piece out in the morning uh, for on OnlineDarts.com about that. Just a spoiler alert, so you can go and read it, probably around about 10 o'clock in the morning, so make sure you go and have a look at that. Uh, Phil, we'll stay with you, though, and we'll talk about a certain flying Scotsman that was certainly flying in bits and pieces today. It was a more, rather than a flying Scotsman, it was more of a, a staccato Scotsman. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, and I've, I've got to say, it was a better version of Gary than what I thought we were going to see. Mm. Um, I must admit, I was very apprehensive about what Gary Anderson was going to turn up. But, in spells, there were signs, look, can he win it? No. No. But, he might, just might, get to a semi-final and save that ranking. that at the moment, I think he sits at, well, 20 because we've taken his ranking money off. But maybe, just maybe, there's a semi-final or something there.
0: But this is what we talk about when we say that this side of the draw is massively wide open. If it is Michael Van Gurling is Gary Anderson like it was uh, two years ago, Glenn... It's a big moment for him. I thought Malders Rasmussen gave him a really good game today. He did in certain pe- in spells, but you know some beautiful ton plus checkouts in the way from Gando, and I thought the one-six-one one in particular that just there's signs there. there's signs there that he's slowly but surely getting, hopefully, back to somewhere near his best. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I think there was obviously Gary will admit it himself. He's not been at at the races the last couple of years, and. I know obviously he's had his injury problems, um, mm. which is not, not a thing we often say about dark players, but um, he was in isolation obviously on his birthday and things like that. So I think there was there was maybe a bit of doubt around Gary coming into this tournament. Um, and he, obviously he had enough to see um, to, to get himself through Rasma. Um, I know everyone was talking about if Rasma can get going on the Treble 19s, then um, he can kind of put it up to to Gary and I think he hit Triple 19 something like 33 times in that match um, yeah but I think Dirk van Dijvenboe only hit, hit 35 or something against Rob Cross night. so phenomenal on the 19s Rasma. and don't forget Rasma had um, in the set that he won he had 7 perfect darts and then 6 perfect darts um, so Gary had to play well to win um, the only the only thing that's put me off Gary and as much as I like Gary and like I said On his day at his peak he'll obviously give anyone a match it was just interesting to hear what he said after the match on sky he said um that his focus is all on next year he said come january he's gonna really put the hard yards in gonna really start practicing and uh, and get his head on it then and i don't know if i mean they asked him on sky and he said why not just Start practising now. Why not, why not get your head on the <laughs> game now? You're in a world championship. Because he's Gary. <laughs> it, it, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But obviously in an open half of the draw, he, he's just a very, whether he's playing it down and maybe he realises that he's not been at the top level and he's not been winning enough matches, enough tournaments to, to be considered one of the favourites. I don't know, but uh, he, he just makes me wonder how much he'll be practising over Christmas, if at all. Um, I can answer that. Uh, <laughs> go on Yeah, it. this is it you see so I just I think yeah I, ordinarily I would say he would breeze past Sulovic, but that for me after hearing that interview now I, I think that game is very much 50-50 in the balance game and it's going to be one of them ones unfortunately who um, whoever turns up on the day is going to win but yeah I'm not convinced um, just hearing Gary's interview, that he's heads fully on it. But like I say, today he played well enough um, to beat Rasmo. It's just, yeah, mentally what his mentality is like. I, I don't know. It's just, a, it was an interesting interview to hear that afterwards. It was, yeah, but yeah, like you say, Gary's Gary. So um, let's see what
0: happens. Gary is, Gary is definitely Gary. Uh, let's move it on then, and let's wrap up the rest of the day's action. And we'll start with you, Phil. Uh, Dave Chisnall against Keegan Brown. Um, this game, I thought, was quite interesting. 12 straight holder throws before the first break came in the 13th leg. And when Chizzy uh, pinged that double five, Brown missing five dart. there was really only one winner, particularly after the one 4 checkout. Uh, Chizzy, good performance uh, to get through. He takes on Danny Knopper in round three, which I think is not a bad draw for Chiz, if you want me to be honest, from what we saw of Danny Knopper first time round. So,
2: last 16, potential quarter final. Yeah. It's on Standard, s- standard cheese he'll get to the last 16 final. The game will get hard. The action will break down. He'll miss doubles and he'll lose. You can almost write the script. You, you don't have to be a...
0: <laughs> oh, but, is it, uh, but... Yeah, but, say, so Phil, you just dropped off there. You were going to say something there, Phil.
2: Yeah, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out the, the, the cheese script. It'll... It'll breeze through the early rounds because there's not much pressure on and the action will break down when the going gets tough. We've seen it over a decade, even when he was at the BDO, cruised to the final, gets to the final, the action breaks down. We've seen him get to five PDC finals, the action breaks down.
0: Well, he's certainly in there. He managed to win uh, 3-1 today. I did the cheers against Keegan Brown. Glenn, another person who won 3-1 today, was a man who hates the Alexandra Palace. Mensor Sulevic, obviously uh, getting knocked out by Fallon Sherrick in case you were living under a rock for the past 12 months. Uh, <laughs> the the World Championship in round two. Um, he just... It was enough against Matthew Wegger, and after Edgar's first round game, as particularly on the doubles, I was I was more intrigued to see what happened. But Soderlich just scored what he needed to, kept him at arm's length. There was it, 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 that was what I'm saying. He just did enough. Did Mensah?
1: Yeah, and no, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, over the last few years, I think um, Soderlich has been one of the more infuriating players to watch. Um, and I think telling me. Yeah, I think part of that is. It's down to his, his style, his the way he approaches the hockey. It's quite languid. It's as if he doesn't really care. It's you. You could almost accuse him of giving up nearly every game, <laughs> especially when the first <laughs> two darts don't go where they want to go. Um, just the way, sort of, almost like a lazy arm. But today, yeah, I mean, he had a ninety-eight average, which it's not bad at all. Seven one eighties in there. I mean, he's one of them. Again, on his day, he'll give anyone a game. Um, the, the thing with Matthew Edgar, um, I, mean, I know he's he's quite bullish and I know that we were talking about it earlier Nathan Aspinall saying that um, those four missed starts at, for the match was because he's going to win the world obviously Edgar had some bullish quotes himself after the <laughs> after his first win so I think you're going to yeah. need to back them up if you're going to talk the talk you've got to walk the walk and he just came into a, a better player on the day I mean like I said I think that Sulovic-Anderson match is 50-50 but yeah take nothing away from Sulovic today I thought he well, he played pretty well actually, and it could have been one of them games, especially after Edgar's finishing in his first game. You could quite have easily seen again that lazy Sulovich, the sort of disinterested Sulovich, the Sulevich that can throw a bag of spanners at the board. But no, I, I <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a actually give him a bit of credit today. He was I thought he was solid enough, and yeah, he's like I say, a 50-50 chance in the next round for me.
0: Six games, finished 3-1 today, Phil, at the World Darts Championship on day nine. One of them was Jermaine Watamina against Nick Kenny. Uh, I'll be honest, this was a strange game for me. There were patches where Watamina looked okay, Kenny missing too many darts at doubles, um, and then revolves reversed in the second set. Kenny looked okay, and Watamina missed a lot of doubles. The 1-5-6, I think, to go 2-0 to I think settled Jermaine a little bit. And... Then the back-to-back 15 uh, datas closed out the win for him, but it's a big win for him, I think, for Jermaine because we we always only seem to lose heartbreakers with Jermaine whenever we talk about him. You know, I've always said that that game between Luke Humphries last year at this stage was arguably the best round two game I've ever seen. This was a good game for Jermaine, and look, again, do I think he's going to win the world championships? Probably not, but he's got he's got half a chance again in. in he may be making against Dimitri Berg, It's going to be a
2: tough game for him. Yeah, it is. But he's got one of these styles, isn't he, that a bit like Jeffrey Desmarais, when he's on, he's on. Because they leave the hand that quickly. If the first one goes in, the other two are going somewhere near it. Is the thing. But it's when the radar is off, it's miles off and the torpedoes are hitting the wrong continent. But today, it, but today it was on. And it looked good in spells when it was on. Look, we've seen him play well on the floor. The game is there. But again, like so many players, can you deliver on the biggest stages of them all? It's all well and good playing well on the floor. However, that's not going to get you noticed. That's not going to win you big titles on the floor. Have to do it on the stage. And can Jermaine do it? Possibly. Jury's still out. Nick Kenny was... Look, he didn't didn't play well at all. He's normally a big, big scorer. But today... It wasn't there. And when you're not scoring well, the doubles become smaller because you're not getting the opportunities that your scoring power normally gets you. And towards the end, I thought Jermaine was just free-rolling towards the line, if I'm being honest.
0: Moving on then, and we'll talk about our final game of the day, Glenn, and that is Ricky Evans against Mickey Mansell. To be honest, I don't think there's much to talk about here from Ricky because Mickey uh, Mickey Mansell went one nil up. He averaged 77 in the first set. Did Did Ricky... And then he just turned it on. He won nine of the next 11 legs. Um, He just flicked a switch and he did enough winning the third set in just six minutes. I'll tell you what, though. I'm gutted that we're not seeing Ricky Evans against Jermaine Wattamina. How quick would that game be? Oh, blinking
1: you'd miss that, eh? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like you say, it was... After losing that first set, yeah, I mean... Ricky Evans can obviously... (laughs) Like I've just said, win a leg, win a set in the blink of an eye, and yeah... What did you say it was 8 out of 9? I knew it was 6 out of 7 but yeah, more, more than that I think. And
0: it was 9, of, yeah, he, he won nine of, ele- 9 of the last 11 legs
1: to, nine, one, yeah.
0: and, uh, to go and win that. So yeah, a bit like,
1: well, a little bit like Watamina, like um, Bill was saying, if, when the radar's on, it's on and um, the speed he hits it at and the, when he's power scoring like that, is it's a joy to watch. I, I think we actually said it in the WhatsApp group earlier, I think it's a shame for Ricky Evans that he has to face MVG now in the next round but... Um, the one thing that, for me, looking at Mickey Mansell, and it's, it's something that always baffles me, and I, I say the same about snooper players, I do not know how he can throw with a watch on his throwing arm. I don't know how that doesn't hinder him, with his wrist movements, with the extra weight. I've, I don't know, I'd be interested to see if Mickey Mansell could throw without a watch on, um, to see if it would have any impact um, I'm not saying that the watch caused him to lose today. It's just, mm. it's something that I've noticed in Mansell. And it's, yeah, it's just something that I've always looked at. And again, in snooker, I do the same thing. When I see a, a snooker player having a, a watch on the bays, I'm like, I think just take that watch off and, and see how you'd get on. But no, yeah, the, the watch didn't cause Mansell to lose today. But yeah, Ricky Evans, when he, after losing that, um, that first set, he, what did he do? He just took out, um, was it 83? I think he, to win his first, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, yeah, from there onwards, it was just, yeah, one-way traffic, really. So, yeah, decent little win there for Ricky.
0: Big win indeed. Obviously, he gets that opportunity then to play Marco van Geeren with like he did last year at the Worlds. And he lost 4-0. Uh, let's see if he can get a set on the board and maybe even cause the upset. I'm only saying that to stoke the fire in Phil Bars. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's go through the results on day nine of the World Darts Championship. But this is how it looked In the afternoon session, Ricky Evans 3, Mickey Mansell 1, Gary Anderson 3, Mardis Rasmat 1, Stephen Bunting 3, Andy Bolton 2, mental service 3, Matthew Edgar 1. Into the evening session, Dave Chisnell 3, Keegan Brown 1, Jermaine Watamina 3, Nick Kenny 1, Nathan Aspinall, three. Scott Waits, two. And then, obviously, the Big Shark. The number four seed is out. Jason Lowe, three. Michael Smith, one. Um, we're obviously now, re, uh, you know, at the end of, of, the, of round two. We've got 32 players left. Um, Phil Bars, have you changed your mind on your pick to win the World Arts Championship, Michael Van Gerwen? Are you drunk? <laughs> it is Christmas Eve now actually now we're recording this it's just gone Christmas Eve look my, my, my point is is that Van Gaan obviously averaging 114 against Ryan Murray really good performance performance of the round certainly up there but again we talked about this last year I don't think until the quarterfinals there's anybody really that can challenge him and he's, he starts obviously he's actually playing on December the 27th the schedule's been released we'll go through the schedule in, in, in just a little bit um, but MBG he's back and I just wanted to see if you might be thinking yeah, do you know what there could be there could be something here for MBG but I I also wanted to just try and test you and see if I could just no, poke the bear a little bit
2: from, from, from what I've seen he wins it at a canter interesting very interesting genuine, Glenn, g- oh. g- he's on, the only one, on, one that's he's the only one that's impressed me massively the rest have been okay average do, do do I think anyone beats him? No. Glenn? Yeah.
1: No, I, thoughts, I have I have to agree. Um I also I mean as as brave a selection as it is, I uh, I also went for M V G at the start of the tournament. Um <laughs> and I haven't seen anything to, to change my mind. There's one player. Um clearly yes you've got Govern Price, you've got Peter Wright. Obviously those two are up there. Not that they were overly impressive. Maybe that's a doing a disservice to Peter Wright maybe, but in Price certainly wasn't that good in his first match. But there's one player I th- actually impressed me, um, and he's coming up against my um, one of my dark horses in the next round, um, and that player is Simon Whitlock. Now, I know that Whitlock thinks he's playing the best darts in the world at the moment, and I don't agree with that, but he did impress me against uh, Darius Lebanowskis. Um, I'm not saying that he will be MVG. I'm just saying he's one player that has impressed me so far that's not MVG. Um, and outside of the, the kind of big three, I think he might be a player um, that could ruffle a few feathers. Um, but no, answering your question, um, MVG still wins it for me.
0: You know what? I'm with you on Whitlock because I think he will knock out Peter Wright in round four. I said that before and I said that he'll make a quarter-final and I think he will knock him out. I'm going to throw another name in here for you. With what he produced, admittedly, it was against not necessarily the highest quality opponent but Dimitri Vandenberg really impressed me as well. Pinging in a 105.6, yes, it's against Paul Lim, legend but come on now.
2: But (laughs) But,
0: you know, in that quarterfinal against MVG, do I think he will beat him? Look, I don't think so. But I didn't think he'd win the world match play. And he did. I didn't think he'd get to the semi-finals of the Grand Slam, averaging a record, uh, the record average for the tournament. And he did. I'm, I'm, I, I just think that there could be something with him. He loves this stage. And if he takes on MVG in that quarterfinal, I think you're running close. I think he will run him close. I really do. Yeah, again, I'm
1: I'm not going to disagree with you there. I think yeah, in the last couple of years, Vandenberg has just found a level of consistency that means he can stay with the best for longer. He can obviously beat the best. He can now win majors. Um, yeah, I'm, he might put it up to him, but yeah, I, I guess his A game... He's good enough to beat anyone's. It's just whether he can bring that and keep the pressure on MVG and, and hope that MVG folds eventually. But yeah, I'm not going to completely disagree with you there, Jarlis. Um, but again, ultimately, um, MVG beats anyone in his past.
0: PV? Are, are,
2: are you entertaining it? Are you entertaining? Didn't we give him a game? Give him a game, but not enough of a game to cause him a problem.
0: Interesting. We shall see what happens. Right, let's just quickly go through the schedule that's just been announced, for the third round, before we go. Uh, Christopher against Simon Whitlock, is the first game on after Christmas. Yes, please. Uh, Kim Highbreaks against Ryan Searle is next. And then Dimitri Vandenberg himself will play to main Watamina. We'll talk about him. He will be third on uh, in the afternoon session. The evening session looks like this. Joe Cullard against Johnny Clayton. That could be a tasty game. Peter Wright takes on Gabriel Clements. And then Michael Van Gerwen will take on Ricky Evans. Monday afternoon, December 28th, uh, looks like this. Choser is Sousa against Mervyn King. What a game that is. Uh, Dirt van Dijvenberder against Adam Hunt and then Nathan Assel against Vincent van der Voort. The evening session looks like this. Uh, Gary Anderson against Mensel Sudovic Gerwin Price against Brendan Dolan and then Glenn Doran against Danny Baggish. And of course, Danny Baggish is on last on a Monday night. Not at all trying to get into American primetime. Uh, moving on to December 29th and this is how it looks. In the afternoon, James Wade against Stephen Bunting. Darrell Gurney against Chris Dobie. That could be an interesting tie. And then Jason Lowe against Devin Peterson. And then we end the third round with Dave Chisnell against Danny Knoppert. And then we end the fourth round, but those games haven't been confirmed as yet. So let's just go through that Sunday, December 27th. Uh, Christopher Tyski against Simon Whitlock, Kim Hybrex against Ryan Searle, Dimitri van der Berg against Jermaine Watamina, uh, Joe Cullen, Johnny Clayton, Peter Wright-Gabriel Clements, and Michael Van Gerwen against Ricky Evans. Uh, Glenn, as you're debuting on this one, I'll give you first dibs. Uh, what tie are you looking forward to the most out of those six that are on the docket when we come back after Christmas?
1: Um, I'm going to have to say, I, I mentioned it earlier, but it's the Whitlock-Rityski one.
0: That's the correct answer. Well played. Ten points.
1: (laughs) I mean, uh, when I did my uh, pre-tournament predictions, I gave a shout for Rutajski based on his stats in 2020. And I know that obviously it's been a strange year with the home tour and no fans and things like that. So you can almost take the stats with a pinch of salt. Um, But his um, tonne-plus checkouts, his scoring averages were up there with the best. Um, Yes, he hasn't done it on the big stage. Um, I get that. I ju- I've just got a, f- I've got a sneaky feeling that he could go far. However, having said that, on the evidence of Whitlock's performance against Lebanowskis, Rutajski is going to have to bring his A-plus game to beat him. And if he does, that could be one hell of a game. Um, if Rutajski can stick with Whitlock, put it up to Whitlock, go ahead... If we know Whitlock will throw a 180s for fun. He's, he loves loves his big scores. And that could be, well, that is going to be a fantastic game to get us over Christmas.
0: I don't disagree with you. Uh, that is the correct answer, as I say. That's 10 points to you. Well done. Uh, PB, are we making it a clean sweep on this one?
2: Uh, if I'd have gone first, I'd have said that one. But because I haven't, obviously, I'm going to go for something different just to be awkward. Yep. Cullen Clayton, because of what's on the line, they are both in the around, that 16 mark, they keep yo-yoing, 15, 16, 17, and a win for either of them could be the catapult to get them out of that little hole, and maybe get them somewhere 11, 12 area, so for what's on the line, I'm going Cullen Clayton.
0: Yeah, but about to say. Key thing is as well, obviously, if Simon Whitlock wins that game, he will jump back into the provisional top sixteen. So Johnny Clayton then, will have to try and win that game in order to stay in there. Joe Cullen will want to try and jump out of there as well. So that's a lot of stuff on the line on there. So I agree with you. And as well, was it the, was it the Slam that they played against each other? Was it the Grand Prix? It recently? was the Grand Prix. I
2: don't remember it's been that win- long. Cullen winning a last leg decider, if I remember rightly.
0: Yes. It was Grand Prix. It was Grand Prix. Great game between the pair. In the sec- it was the second yeah. round, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. wasn't it? Was it the first yeah. round?
2: Uh, no, second round, I think, because I'm sure yeah, the second round is first. it was
0: yes second round you can tell by the way we're absolutely knackered Uh, but yeah that second round game at the World Grand Prix was mint between the pair like you say last leg decider and that if we go to another last leg I'll be very happy indeed Uh, Phil Bars and Glenn Lavery, thank you very very much gentlemen for joining us here on the World Championship Daily well that is it round two is in the books and what a way to end it. Jason Lowe knocking out the world number four Michael Smith to blow the second quarter wide open. He wins three sets to one uh, to go through to the third round. Also through to the third round just is Nathan Aspinall coming from two sets to nil down, surviving four match starts against Scott Waite. But in the end, it is the Asp who gets the job done. Uh, Stephen Bunting also getting through in a last leg decider against Andy Bolton. A great game between the pair, but the bullet gets through 3 2 Gary Anderson... He also makes it through, uh, and he will be in the second uh, part of the World Championship into Round 3, as he beats Mardas Razma 3-1. Also winning on Day 9, Dave Chisnell, Mensel Sudovic, uh, Jermaine Watamina, and Ricky Evans so that is it from us for a little while uh, Christmas Eve as you're listening right now that is going to be our last pop probably till Monday the 28th uh, th- just to say thank you so much for listening uh, thank you so much for looking at all our stuff that we've been doing on socials and, in, and in the content that we've been interacting with us it's been great uh, you can watch every single YouTube interview that we've done right now on our YouTube channel uh, Online Darts TV like subscribe there make sure that you go and tell your mates about it as well it would be great to see you uh, giving your thoughts on the world championship follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as well Uh, search online darts on any one of those platforms and you'll be there uh, finding us and following us throughout the tournament and don't forget to visit onlinedarts.com for all the latest darts news and that's where our live blog will be Sunday the 27th at 12 o'clock I'll be back to start the world championships second half of the tournament at least when we have the last 32 all that remains to say is is that this year has been horrendous there's no doubt about that uh, it's been a year that we will want to forget very, very quickly. It's a year that uh, we will hopefully look back on and go, what the hell was going on like that? We appreciate that a lot of people this year have lost loved ones. We appreciate that a lot of people are not going to be home for Christmas. We also appreciate that a lot of people are currently in hospital for Christmas as well. But no matter what you're doing this Christmas, and no matter and no matter how crap life looks at the moment, don't forget that there is genuinely a light at the end of the tunnel. And we will all come through this, and we will all come through this together, And we cannot wait to see you at events because we miss it as well. We miss you guys a lot and we appreciate you following us and we appreciate you getting involved with us because we absolutely love it. Take care of yourselves. Have a fantastic Christmas or as best a Christmas as you can make it. And we will see you at the end of Christmas weekend uh, on the 27th of December for the World Championships Day 10 when the third round happens. From us all, take care and we'll see you soon. Uh